full day ahead of you, and I appreciate that, so let me be direct. First, let me talk to the occasional folks amongst us today. The occasion, of course, is Christmas. And if you don't normally do Christian gatherings, and yet you're here this morning because, well, it's Christmas. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. But let me ask you, what happens to... What happens to a Christmas gift that sits at the bottom of the Christmas tree and is unclaimed at the end of the day? It's wrapped, it's labelled, it's got your name on it, the person who it's supposed to go to, but the end of the day comes, Boxing Day rolls over, New Year's, the decorations come down and there it is, sitting in the corner where the tree was. And for whatever reason... It's just not picked up. It sits there at the, in the corner collecting dust. It's a shame, isn't it? Because gifts are an important part of Christmas. Gifts are an important part of Christmas. And it's not just a cynical materialist in me talking. You might have noticed in the Bible readings that we had, we see in that first Christmas, we see wise men coming and they bring gifts. That first reading we had from Matthew chapter 1 we see the whole thing is God giving a gift to the world. He gives a baby who's going to be called, if you remember, Emmanuel, God with us. This is God's gift of a saviour who will save us from our sins. You too are included. Your name's on that gift tag because you're people. People that God's come to save. God sent Jesus as a gift for your benefit too. Only, what happens when you get a Christmas gift that's unclaimed? Never opened, never taken home. Doesn't do you much good, does it? Now, you don't have to accept a gift. I don't know if you did that to any of your gifts that you received this Christmas. You just saw it and you no thank you pushed it away. But you could do that. It's a gift, you have a choice. You could say no thank you to whatever gift you get given on Christmas Day. Now, if you understand perfectly what God's gift is in offering you Jesus, his person, his work for you, and you decide you don't want anything to do with it, that's your call. But if the reason that you haven't accepted Jesus' gift is because you didn't know he was even giving you a gift or because you didn't think he was for real, or because you had a look at what he was offering and you didn't understand it, there was something about it that confused you, or maybe there's people or there's things that have kept you from getting to God. If for any of those reasons you haven't accepted God's gift to you in the person and work of Jesus, which is what Christmas is all about, do yourself a favour. Look into the gift. Check out that gift that's sitting at the bottom of the Christmas tree with your name on it. Now, like I said, if you understand what God's offering but just don't want it, that's, that's one thing. But if you've got questions that have just never been answered, then today, or sometime over the next few days as you're on holidays, come and talk to me or come find that Christian mate of yours. If you're small, ask mum or dad, 
So they don't know, come and ask them for permission and come, come ask me. And I'll tell you about God's gift to you and God's wonderful generosity. I just hate for you to miss out on this gift that could make the biggest difference in your life. That might just be sitting there collecting dust in the corner of your life. Which apparently people do. Apparently there's plenty of people every year who throw away winning lottery tickets. It just happens. There's $14 million up for claim, apparently, in New South Wales. People just throw away those lottery tickets without even looking at them. Now, let me talk to those of you who have received God's gift in the person and the work of Jesus. What I want to do as we start Christmas Day together is just to remind you about the incredible generosity of God. You know the Christmas passages, Matthew 1, Matthew 2, the account in Luke. You've probably seen kids act it out. We, we did it a couple of weeks ago here. You've seen nativity scenes out there, here and everywhere. But I thought I'd take you to a passage that not, that's not typically you know, Christmassy. And yet it so is. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, which we had read for us earlier. Uh, if you're into context, what's going on in 2 Corinthians is the Apostle Paul trying to encourage this group of Christian people to be financially generous to another group of Christian people who are really in need. It's a long-term project that Paul seems to have been working on for a couple of years. And it's not just the Corinthian church contributing to this project. Kind of like us, we, we band together with all the different Baptist churches around Australia to, to be generous to Baptist World Aid uh, today. Paul tells the Corinthian church about the Macedonian church down the road, who's another financial partner in this project. And they're like the model, the exemplar. They set the bar pretty high in terms of what they do. I can't, I'll read verses 1 to 4 again for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. Paul says, And now, brothers, we want, to, we want you to know about the grace that God's given to the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial... Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. Now there's a whole bunch of detail in verses 1 to 8, but the bottom line is, verse 7, Paul says to the Corinthian church, but just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also ex excel in this grace of giving. But the real heart of it, the motivator, and the driving logic behind why Paul is asking him to dig deep is in verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Jesus, who was seated in glory since eternity past, for our sakes became poor, entered our world as a human baby, who spent his first night in a feed box, who grows up facing all the trouble and the trials and frustrations of being human, who goes to the cross, who empties himself, gives his own life, that we might be richly 
forgiven. In a lot of that kind of generosity, Paul says, you've received it, so you too be generous. Be generous like that with each other. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Here's Paul applying Christmas. I should say thank you on behalf of Baptist World Aid for your generosity today. That goes to that offering that goes to help people who are in real need around our world. But I also want to say, don't let your generosity stop there. Not today. Today's a day to give. Be generous. Not just in material gifts, but in your kindness and patience with your family today. Whatever tensions surface, as they tend to do when family gets together. Be generous on the road, whatever the traffic's doing today. Be a generous listener. Be generous with your time. I know today is crazy busy for many of you who have grandkids and and lots of things going on and, and places to be, but be generous with people today, with your time. Be generous with the forgiveness of someone who's wronged you. Use your holiday time to fix that up because it's Christmas and you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.